people smart, enabling organisations and individuals to be disability inclusive and accessible. Hello everybody and welcome to another podcast episode for Be People Smart. My name is Jodie Greer, I'm the founder of Be People Smart and as always I'm your host. So today I'm going to be busting some more myths and I'm really pleased to be joined by another brilliant guest speaker, Ishan Jar. So Ishan, can I ask you to give us an introduction to you please? Um, thank you. Thank you, Jody, for this opportunity. Um, so um, I'm the CEO and founder of Travel Hands. Travel Hands is an app which pairs visually impaired people with sighted and verified volunteers to go from point A to point B. Imagine something like Uber. Um, myself, I am originally from Nepal. Um, I came to London five years ago as a student. Uh, I have been practicing and I did master's in, in the subject called service design, which is um, based on human-centric design uh, approach. And Travel Hands came out of my thesis project. So, yeah, there you go. Wonderful. Thank you. And it might not surprise people to know that our myths we're busting today will link very closely to um, Travel Hands and what you're aiming to achieve. So the two myths primarily, because we know there's always other ones that will come up, that we are busting today are that visually impaired people cannot choose in t- use technology and that visually impaired people don't like to shop. So I have actually heard these as well. So I'm glad that you picked these ones, Ashan. So mm-hmm. let's start about travel hands and it's all going to lead back into these myths. But what made you start travel hands? Well, um, as I as I mentioned, I was um, working on my thesis project uh, uh, related to a field of visually impaired people, and um, I volunteered with a charity called Blind Aid, um, in, which is based in central London. And I went there to understand my target users: how do they live, how do they operate, how do they use technology, even if they do. Um, and to my surprise. Um, visually impaired people or VIP, as, as I like to call them, they were very um, into tech and they use technology as as any other person would. Um, and um, Travel Hands was born out of one of those evenings when I called up a bunch of my VIP friends to go out on a pub crawl. Um, and I did that because I remember it was December and all of my friends had uh, went back home um, I was quite lonely. I was feeling bored. And I thought, why not just go out with my VIP friends? And maybe if I assist them, you know, they, they would go out. Uh, that would make it easy for them. So we went out on a pub crawl, had a good time. And while returning back home, when I was dropping someone home, they said, oh, you have been a good Uber human being. Well, thank you for, for you know, giving us your eyes and your hand and then leg to go around the, the city. And um, he, he further told me that usually when a VIP goes out, it, it, it's the mind that gets tired before the legs. And that didn't happen this time, which was great because they could just, you know, they, they relied, they, they felt safe that I was there and I was helping them out to go from point A to point B. And yeah, that was how Travel Hands was born. So I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think the initiative is is just, you know, it's fantastic. I've got to ask you first, though, before we continue. 
When you use the term VIP, is it just because it's an acronym or did you purposely play on words? And for anyone listening who's not aware, in English, we often use the term VIP for very important person. So it's actually, it's a, it's a lovely term, but I'm just wondering if you did that intentionally or if it's just coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it was it was intentional because uh, you know, like um, the, 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 there were challenges in addressing uh, the user group. So if I mention blind, it it it, it may it may sound it did sound rude or not so comfortable to a lot of other users who were especially partially sighted. So technically, uh, statistically as well, uh, about. 80% of visually impaired people are partially sighted. So they can see slightly in their own different way. And about 20% are completely blind. So addressing a VIP with a blind or a partially sighted can be tricky. And I was facing that issue a lot. Um, then um, there was the challenge of how do I really, you know, make it sound interesting, make it make it more memorable for the audience. And one of the VIP share actually recommended uh, having VIP as a name because it really, people just remembered it. And, you know, everyone who just hears about VIP, they most of the people right now, in the beginning especially, they didn't remember Travel Hands, but they remembered, oh, the VIP thing that you did. So that was the, 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 the need or the, you know, the, the, the catch that we got having a VIP as an acronym. No, I, th- I think it's great. And for the rest of this episode, we will use that term. So we will talk about VIPs. Um, and so on that, actually, thinking about VIPs, how many have actually signed up to Travel Hands so far? So um, so my, my idea was to, first of all, test the concept with a small group of people, see if it really makes sense. So we started with a small focus group in the beginning it was 20 people 20 of my friends in and around who really loved the idea but they had like there were a lot of questions in the beginning of course you can imagine especially safety and so on so it was march 2020 right before the lockdowns that i had my first discussion with a group of people uh vips i mean and um then we were at like about 12 people there and um, now, at the moment, we have about 170 VIP who have signed up and are using Travel Hands in different borders of London. Um, honestly, we have kept it, we have still tried to keep it small in the sense we were trying to identify if we can serve all these people. But I think I'll, I'll further elaborate how we're going to scale uh, as we speak. Oh, that'd be wonderful. So, Obviously, a big part of this are the volunteers who actually enable Travel Hands to happen. So how many volunteers do you have so far? So we have about um, um, 70-odd volunteers who are active with us. Um, we have had about 200 sign-ups, uh, plus 200-plus sign-ups. Um, well, we learn. We learn from the initial experiences of how to really onboard, how to make it easy, convenient, um, the whole training and induction process, and I think I think in the last two three months we have seen a surge and increase in the number of signers of volunteers as well. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And the other thing you talk about actually the training element, and one thing that I took as a real positive when we spoke before 
is there's actually it's not just about educating people about supporting VIPs there's also a safeguarding element isn't there so can you tell us a bit about what that training um, what that you know contains what people have to do to be able to come a travel hands volunteer yeah so <clears throat> once a um, sighted person um, signs up as the volunteer with us we um, we have the option of giving them they, they can either book an induction with our team directly um, and they have to go through enhanced DBS verifications so we um, we have a third party uh, collaboration with whom we verify the, the we do the background checks with enhanced DBS uh, we, we pay for it so the user just has to like share the information um, followed with training so the training we have tried to create it uh, we have created an online training which is simple to understand has a pdf document basically which is uh filled with pictures and instructions on how to really hold the vip how to walk uh when they are you know uh, entering a train or or helping them to enter a bus use a lift different scenarios basically and um um, we also have a video. We have made like a four and a half minutes video, which covers all the things that I mentioned in in the PDF document. And what we found is um, that people who completed the quiz that follows this training text and video um, are aware of all the all the small nitty gritties and are aware of the challenges they may face. And that has resulted in very good experiences both both for the VIP and for the volunteers. So in, in, in summary, it's enhanced DBS checks, um, going through the training material, which could be done while they book the induction with our backend team, um, uh, and then doing the quiz to qualify and be active on the ground with our VIPs. You know, I like it because I think it's thorough, but it's also as simple as possible. So it doesn't feel like, you know, you're sitting in an exam or something, but it enables you to enable someone else. So yeah, I think I think you've you've got a really good balance there. Yeah, we've tried to keep it simple and we, we are improving every time. We're trying to so with the mobile app, we have kept the whole training module um in the app itself so people can you know go back and if they want to review, they can just quickly um get a hold of all the all the information they need. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And I know, obviously, this came off of you um, being out and about with some of your VIP friends, but you've actually also acted as a volunteer yourself, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that 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 story where I went to um, uh, I went on a pub crawl with my VIP friends. Um, it was it, well, it was like assisting my friends. But then I replicate I, I did that again and again because. I felt good. I felt like um, I'm adding value to someone and that it made me feel um, a bit more important, a bit more, I mean, it just made me feel like if this guy can laugh and, you know, live with his, live his or her life uh, with all the challenges they face, I am perfectly able to, to handle all the things and, you know, uh, not feel sorry about anything. And that was the biggest feeling that I got from this experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting going back to one of the myths because you talked about, um, you know, the fact that visually impaired people don't like to shop being a myth. And of course that is a myth. 
but you had um, direct uh, experience, didn't you, of being part of that shopping experience? Yeah, I mean, whenever I get a chance to volunteer, I do it myself. And it's very, well, it's it's good in the sense that it's nice to hear uh, my users' feedback uh, directly and also just, 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 just try to understand what's happening. And one of these journeys... Um, was I, I I went to Stratford with a couple of ladies and there was one another volunteer who was asked to come. So these two ladies, uh, friends, they were catching up after a while and they were so excited to, to just go out and shop. And to our surprise, to my and the other volunteer's surprise, we 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 just we just stood there and looked looked at them, looked at the 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 happiness that came out of that, you know, that experience. Um, they went to the different shops. They were asking questions. They were touching different things. Um, um, asking the colors. I mean, as a I, as a guy, I, I, colors for me are seven colors, and then beyond that, it, it, it it's all bonus. But they were aware of all the different types of colors, and I was so surprised. I thought. I, I didn't really think that that they would be so particular, but yeah, they wanted to um, know how do they look when they wear and try different clothes or bags or shoes, and uh, they felt they wanted to feel comfortable. They wanted to feel it was it was a lot on 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 touch that they relied to assess different things in the shops, but I must say it was. Uh, it was just fun to watch, to be honest. Yeah, so are there any tips you would actually give to businesses to improve shopping experiences for VIPs? Well, there are two aspects to it, right? So um, one of them being um, the online experience, which, well, which, which covers the accessibility aspects and how well do the businesses describe the pictures describe the products so that um, it, it, it kind of is inclusive for the uh, VIP community. Um, in terms of in-person experiences, I would say um, I, I felt that some of the shops, um, the, the staff there, they were not, they were very intrigued in, in, in answering questions or were a bit more, you know, not prepared, I would say. And probably if, if businesses just added one more, maybe a line of instruction or just to make the, uh, the the staff aware that VIP audience would come to shop and would like to try out different things. And they would focus on maybe touching things a bit more or you could explain um, colors or things in a bit more descriptive manner that would actually make the VIP more comfortable and I didn't, and, and and they shopped the the two ladies I'm I'm sharing about. They were happy to spend the money. They were looking forward to buying different things. So I, I feel that there is this huge group of audience who would love to explore things, buy things. They have the money. I feel it's just how the businesses can you know um, um, adapt to their needs. Yeah, I'd, absolutely. And I mean, from a digital perspective, you hit the nail on the head with most of it anyway. But I often speak to retail type businesses and 
often actually very small businesses that um, put their products online. And I say, you know, I say these things because it does surprise people. And it always surprises me that this is a surprise, but it does surprise people (laughs) that VIPs care about their appearance. Um, And from my experience, it does not differ the the care about appearance um doesn't differ between people with perfect vision and VIPs, but it does often really surprise people that you know uh, that ca- they care about their clothes matching, they care about what colours they're wearing. So yeah, those descriptions are so important, and that comes back to of course um, VIPs being able to use technology because they absolutely can, but only if you're actually creating your well your initial technical solutions but certainly the content with accessibility in mind yeah 100 percent. i mean it there's so many benefits on 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 you know providing accessible content to vips but that really makes it so much more easier for a wider audience for any business and i mean statistically technically it's said that if um, a business designs um properly for a for a blind user they actually cover 90 to 95 percent of accessible needs of different kinds of people with disabilities so it's 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 a win win for for the businesses and i strongly vouch for for creating accessible digital content at this age yeah definitely i mean previously it's been a while actually um since i've been called on but previously i used to be an active volunteer for the rnib so the royal national institute Mm -hmm. for the blind here in the uk Mm -hmm. And basically they're technical volunteers. What you do, you go out to people in your local community who need your help. Um, it may be because they've got a new iPad and they're not sure how to activate it, or there may be certain components within their, you know, their laptop that they don't know how to use or they need some help with. It can be literally anything. But that was also really rewarding and it also really opened your eyes to how some small adjustments can make such a massive difference and it's not just from that but because you know learning so much over the years about digital accessibility it's why be people smart have digital accessibility guidelines because we want to make it easy for people to actually make this a reality well it's 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 important and it's and it has a lot of benefits i mean like i can't really uh, uh watch if you just google the benefits of being accessible having an accessible website you 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 actually get a um you can reach out to a wider audience so any anybody who is 60 plus can have a better um you know user experience um google appreciates the accessible websites or apps and they they rank them higher on the list um and so on and on and, and to be honest it it just needs to be um it just ha- it's it's not an intervention that they need to really spend a lot of money as well it's just something that directly said small interventions leading to a lot of benefits absolutely so i mean we're talking about obviously people volunteering and being enablers but of course organizations also play a big part in this and i know that travel hands um can actually work hand in hand pardon the pun with corporate so can you tell us a bit about what organizations can do yeah so we um we wanted to provide some kind of 
um, rewards to the volunteers who are helping us. Uh, the volunteers who join us, they, they find the experience flexible. They we are encouraging them to walk more, use more public transportation with the VIP. Uh, whereas, you know, VIP have Freedom Pass, which gives them free access to the, the various uh, transportation services, um, except the taxis. And um, with the help of volunteers, they can go around freely. Um, now, on, on the volunteer side, we wanted to give them uh, some kind of rewards. And the time uh, they spend with the VIP, the distance they walk is converted to points. And points can be redeemed as rewards from our app. And the corporates can give discounts, offers, which will incentivize the volunteers to be more active. Something we feel especially helps um, um, younger volunteers, students who would like to at least get, let's say, a free coffee for two journeys in a day would definitely you know, add, add some value to them. So how do organizations actually find out you know, how they can play their part? Well, the, 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 the proposition is that if companies can provide us um, you know, goodies or, or, or discounts on their services. So, for example, uh, we were tested with a couple of coffee shops and having in, um, providing an extra uh, a free coffee for a volunteer doesn't really cost them a lot. But then, you know, having their name uh, with the, in the app, being able to market their brand in the app or, or like showing the story of how they're supporting this inclusive mission that we are on really helps the brand as well as really helps them to contribute in their local community to to promote um, better health, cohesive society, and really lead to a happier place, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I hear so many benefits. I also hear the benefit. It literally encourages people to get active, which is always a bonus. But where do organizations go if they're like, do you know what? Sign me up. I really want to get involved. So the organizations and companies can contribute by uh, well, partnering with us and they can reach us out um, through our, our website um, or, or, you know, if, if, if they want to directly reach out to me, um, my email is ishan, I-S-H-A-N at the rate vipworldservices.com. Um, so yeah, that's how I can be reached. And we are looking, eagerly looking to partner with various brands to join our inclusive mission. Wonderful. So if you're an organization with a presence in London at the moment, definitely reach out. Uh, I think it's going to be a win-win for everyone. And it's also really good for corporate social responsibility. So have a think about how you can get involved, how your organisation can play your part. I'm talking of London, Ishan. So Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, you wanted to walk before you run, but it is only available in London at the moment, isn't it? So what's needed to stretch travel hands elsewhere? Well, um, we, we wanted to test... Um, and identify all the challenges before we really expand to other cities um, around 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 UK first of all. So, um, well, how we started was in a borough. So we started with Southwark and Lambeth boroughs just to see if the concept really gels well. And then we 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 got requests from all different boroughs in London, and then we had to just you know expand. Um, 
as well as we we have requests from different cities at the moment from all over UK where they hear about travel hands or if some of the VIPs who travel to London they're they're very happy to use travel hands to go around the city so um and what is required to expand in other cities well I, th I think the biggest the, the the biggest challenge we have is to ensure safety of our participants and uh, what we feel is we, we are testing this model of having partnerships with different charities um, um, around different cities so that we can at least <clears throat> um, ensure that when a VIP is in a journey, that journey is being tracked by them. And if there is an issue, our team from London can contact there and just ensure that the support is provided if required. Um, at the moment, we haven't had any issue, uh, fingers crossed, uh, where you know a, a VIP or a volunteer have shared whatever they need on call to our backend team, and that has been resolved. But in case we need some kind of physical assistance, we would definitely require our partner charities to reach out to them and help them out. Wonderful. Thank you. I think... My expectation is in the next few years, I'm going to see it in loads more cities in the UK. But um, it's just, yeah, it's too much of a positive service for people not want to get more involved in it. But I will wait and see. Um, what I do want to ask you is a practical question. What's the cost to the user? So at the moment, we um, require at least 24 hours to match the um, the VIP request with the right volunteer. And we have kept it. Uh, we have kept the pricing to three pounds for up to three hours of volunteer assistance, and five pounds for a twenty-four hour window. So in in that five pounds, they can actually um, go to a place, a venue, with a volunteer and spend time or do whatever activity. And if they require another volunteer assistance or the same volunteer if they're available, they can come back to the to to to, to their. Um, residents and um, these pricings we we kind of like tested with our community um, try to understand what value they get from the service and volunteer assistance up to three hours sounded pretty um, on average so a VIP if, if they have to go to an appointment uh, if they have to go for a walk let's say three hours was more than enough go and come back spend some time outdoors uh, offer a shopping experience and um, yeah, that's how we, we designed these two modules. But in the future, as I said, when we start matching people uh, fairly quickly, uh, maybe less than 24 hours, we will definitely change the pricing or increase the pricing depending on the urgency of the journeys. Yeah, I, I mean, that's only fair, but I have to say it is just... It's more than commendable the fact that you've kept the cost as low as possible, particularly, you know, of course, we all talk about cost of living crisis. And many of us understand that that can have a bigger impact on disabled people. So enabling people to, you know, have more independence, have fun and all of that stuff at a low cost. I mean, that's another win. Yeah, 100%. I mean, <clears throat> we... You know, um, um, one of the things I feel is like we love to party. Uh, we would love the whole city to come and join us. And there are 42,000 VIPs in London who have had a horrible time in the, in the pandemic being subjected to isolation. 
and the effects are still there. Like a lot of these, a lot of the users we have, they then they still feel um, not so confident in going out and having a good time or exploring things. And we want to change that. And and one of the things is uh, keep we've kept the pricing affordable to every user and actually matched it with the you know the the the, the so they have to pay two point five pounds a minimum to to book a taxi ride. And that covers at least two to three miles for each user. So we try to like, you know, match that price and keep it affordable for everyone so that everyone can come and join our party. Absolutely. I think joining the party is the way to go. And I love the fact you've been able to <laughs> take some of the content of your mind that makes a difference and make it a reality. It's, yeah, hearing these stories always puts a big smile on my face because clever people like you make a massive difference. Um, I want to ask you my magic question because I think you're a bit magic anyway, but because I'm a big Harry Potter fan, I ask this of all of my guests, as you may know. Um, but I'm going to give you a magic wand now. I can't really, unfortunately, but let's just pretend. And so there's no limitations because it's magic. And you can wave it and change something to make the world more inclusive. What would you do? Well, um, I always feel that if we all had Iron Man suits, they could fly everywhere. Everybody could, you know, feel more easy. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, unmanned suits won't be so easy to get for everyone, or at least until at least the next twenty years. Um, but I, but I do feel that like if if we if we listen, if we become good listeners, that itself changes so much. It's just that give a chance to to others to speak up. It's it's just that that extra. I'm going to say um, an extra moment of silence just to, you know, be ready to listen more, try to give them a platform. And we want to change. We are, we are, we're trying to do that with travel hands. We're actually making them go out so that they can share more. They can actually, you know, tell people what do they want? What, what are they what are they thinking about? What are they exploding? And I feel that the brands, companies, even places, tourist spots, um, government, everybody, we just need to accept them and invite them and just give them a chance to share what's what's going on in their mind. I absolutely love that answer, partly because active listening is so important and something we can all do from today, but partly because I really want that Iron Man so. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely do. I really like that answer. Um, so you've shared so much with us about Travel Hands and obviously the brilliance behind the solution and also how organisations can really make a difference and get involved. What would you really like people to take away from this episode? Well, I think well, one thing I would really say is that... Um, Visually impaired people or VIP are ready to go out and they will, and I will, uh, Travel Hands is going to make them explore things, try out things, uh, share a laughter. And I think the brands, companies, uh, volunteers, Londoners, everybody should be ready to see a lot of VIP walking around the city, traveling 
and 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 you know exploring different things and to be very um um one of the things that we really felt by 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 creating travel hands is that it's it's it it creates wonderful happy stories it affects the volunteers so much positively to to really have a wonderful you know have a gratitude filled experience really enhances a person's um day and uh, also it just provides um services businesses uh the accessibility uh, aspect like you can see uh vip on the streets interacting with your service and that itself you know creates awareness around accessibility inclusiveness and i just just request everybody to be acceptable and try to help us um you know contribute in this mission Definitely. I love that. So just want to recap a couple of things. One, as a VIP in London, how would I register? So they can call us um, on our uh, call, free call centre. Um, the number is 020-3966-1650. Um, or they can go onto our website, um, travelhands.co.uk. Um, if they have any issues finding the the website, you can just Google. We are at the top um, of the search listings for the benefits of being a accessible website again. Um, and um, if if not, I totally believe that all the charities um, that work for the benefit of VIP in, Lo- in London at least are aware of Travel Hands, and they have been. Uh, kind enough to signpost and if they have any questions they can just go out and, and talk about travel hands with anyone and they can get the number contacts to reach us out um, lastly we are launching the mobile app as well as the web application so they can interact uh, they can book the journeys look for volunteers through the app itself or the web-based tool which which will make it a bit more personalized and easy for them Brilliant. And as a volunteer, do I register the same way? Um, yeah. So the volunteer registers um, fairly quickly. We have we have a form which is like less than one minute. One minute. It takes one minute, and um, um, they can book an induction with us. Um, all the well, once they sign up, they get all the instructions step by step what needs to be done and how the process is. Um, if they have any questions, we also um um if we also call them just to clarify all the doubts and you know get them registered quickly so um one final question i just want to ask from a volunteer perspective so a lot of people may be listening to this and thinking you know i'd love to get involved and i'd love to do something um and i'd love to help some people with their journeys but my time is limited so is it possible to get involved if you can only spare, you know, an hour here and there? Or do you have to have a minimum time commitment? Well, well, that's the beauty of Travel Hands, right? So every uh, volunteer can schedule their availability on the calendar in their app. And that's going to help them, like, whenever they are available, whatever time window they have or whenever they want to uh, uh, assist, they can they can put that in the calendar um, as as uh, our operations run seven days a week from um, and from 9 a.m to 9 p.m so that's the time window that people can use the journeys we have kept that window because our back-end team can support in those times and um, people can book the journeys at the moment from uh, monday to friday 
9 to 6 p.m. Wonderful. I mean, I've said it to you before, Ishan, but I literally think Travel Hands is just such a fantastic service. It's just going to make such a difference. I still hold out for the days when it's in every city, well, say around the world, to be fair, because I think it's going to make a massive difference to so many people. But that's my magic wand. (laughs) But I'm sure it's going to grow because, you, yeah, you've got a, a brilliant solution here. So I just want to thank you for coming on today, taking the time to share with us and to educate people on not only Travel Hands, but how they can get involved, how it can help them and how it can actually help their organisations as well. Thank you. Thanks, Jody, for this opportunity. I, I, I love to, um, there's so many stories we have and I really feel that we can really share, you know, what, what, what has come out of the experiences of 350 journeys we have done until now and a lot more to go in the next few years. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who have maybe learned about Travel Hands for the first time or you know, you're just in awe at such a brilliant yet simple, in a sense, um, solution that can make a massive difference. So take a look. If you're in London, why not get involved? But thank you for listening. I hope you did enjoy this. Look Ishan up on LinkedIn. Check out the website. Get in touch. Reach out to me if you've got any comments on anything. So until next time for more Myth Busting. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. Please rate us and leave us a review. We really want to know what you think. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the amazing guest speakers we have lined up.